If you would, remain standing for our scripture lesson this morning in our Pew Bible, which is page 1,438. Our scripture reading this morning is out of Jonah, Jonah chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. But Jonah was displeased and became angry, and he prayed to the Lord, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? This is why I was so quick to flee from to Tarshish. I knew that you were gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. You are a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, O Lord, take my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Have you any right to be angry? Jonah went and sat down in a place in the city and made his shelter, sat in the shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah and gave him shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. But at dawn the next day, God also provided a worm, which chewed the vine so that it withered. And when the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and, a, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die. And he said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do, he said. I am angry enough to die. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left. And many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? This is the word of God for the people of God. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Merciful. Those who are full of mercy. To get it merciful. Oh, okay. Well, it was funny when I practiced in front of the mirror. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But mercy. Um, scripture talks about mercy um, in, in a couple of different ways. One is not getting something that you deserve. You break the law. If it's severe enough, you're going to go to jail. You're in front of the judge. And you're, has anybody used this line? Accept me. Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. Getting something, not getting something that you deserve. I deserve punishment, but I'm asking for that punishment to be withheld. Mercy. Also, Scripture talks about another aspect of mercy. Comes out of Luke, Luke chapter 6. Verses 27 through 31. But I tell you, you who hear me, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on the cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others 
as you would have them do to you. Mercy. Definition is two words. Compassion or forbearance. Forbearance. Not a word that I use every day. Had to look that up. Forbearance is refraining from the enforcement of something, such as a debt or right or an obligation that is due. Refraining from the enforcement of something that is due. Compassion. Forbearance. Mercy. Throughout Scripture, we see mercy in a couple of different aspects. One physically and one spiritually. Physically, feed the hungry. Give drink to the thirsty. Clothe those who need it. Provide shelter to the homeless. Visit the sick. Visit those who are imprisoned. And bury the dead. That's out of Matthew. Spiritually is a different side of things. Pursue those who do not know Jesus. Bear wrongdoings patiently and lovingly. Forgive willingly. Comfort the sorrowful and pray for others. Mercy. Some of those I've read as I've pulled those out of out of scripture through Luke and Matthew and John. That's a tall order, isn't it? Bear wrongdoings patiently and lovingly. We have quite the arsenal built up in each one of us to be able to defend ourselves. Do we not? Doesn't have to be this way, but a lot of it happens right here. I can cut you down and tear you apart within a moment's notice to defend myself. But to bear wrongdoings patiently and lovingly we would call that person strong. Spiritually, they are strong. And I'm reminded of Christ as he was beaten and yet not said a word. Patiently and lovingly. Spit upon, beard torn out, crown of thorns on his head. But we, if anyone says anything bad against me or negatively to me, then I can quickly defend myself and set that person straight. Forgive willingly. Freely. All of this under the do to others the way you would have them do to you. Merciful. Full of mercy. But we do get into tough situations, and maybe it's the wrong things that happen to us. We can quickly figure a way to repay the one who has committed us wrong. 
but we should forgive and move on just as fast. Being merciful. Blessed are those who are full of mercy, for they will be shown mercy. You see, that's a promise. That's a promise. You see, the way that we are to treat others is the way that we want to be treated. The way that we treat others as Christians is how we should treat others because we are merciful people. Now, we can all argue back and forth to go, I need to be more compassionate. I need to be more patient. I need to be more loving. And all, while all of that is true, there is a part of who we are in Christ that we're not being when we should be. Because there's going to come situations and circumstances in our own lives where we are going to crave mercy from others. And this tells me that if I am merciful, then I will be shown mercy. And if I'm not, that I am to be lovingly patient and forgive willingly and move on. Just because I'm not shown mercy doesn't give me the right not to show mercy. A lot of us, myself included, can be Jonah. That's why I read that passage this morning. Is because God asked Jonah, do you feel that you have a right to be angry? Absolutely. Angry enough that I could lay right down here and die and not think a thing about it. And you know, at points, God's like, knock yourself out. Go ahead. But we have this sense of right. I have a right. People should not treat me that way because I wouldn't treat somebody that way, so you shouldn't treat me that way. Right? Am I the only one? And my thought goes, well, you shouldn't treat me that way because I wouldn't treat you that way, but you're treating me that way. Here's one of the things that we forget as Christians, that we live in a fallen world, church. People are not going to treat you right. They're not. But the great thing is, is that because we are a part of the bride of Christ, that when we're treated wrong, the way we act and react is the light that gets shown into their life. Because we can't forget, Jesus died for them too. And it is our opportunity to show God's mercy to them. I'm not saying that it's easy. Right? It's not easy, is it? If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But it's not easy, and this is where we are growing and maturing in Christ because we get into situations and circumstances where we get to show the mercy of God to others. That's our job. And then it's out of our hands. How many times have you passed someone alongside the road with a cardboard sign needing money? 
often, right? A lot of thoughts can go through our heads. Well, I know what they're going to do with it. And all of a sudden, we start, we can start judging. But what if God puts on your heart to give them money? You have a choice. Obedience or disobedience? You have a choice. How did you get the money in the first place? Does God not supply? Absolutely. Is it his money? Yes, it is. Are you to be obedient? Yes, you are. But, but, but Pastor Ian, I, I need to be a good steward of what God's given me. True. Without question. I go back to a good steward is obedient to the master. Right? Or not obedient. So you've been given money and God puts on your heart to give to this person and you're not going to do it because you know what they're going to use it for. You know. But it comes down to obedience. That is our opportunity to show mercy. We're showing mercy. And, and once that's in their hands and they go buy liquor or whatever it is that they're going to buy, that's between them and the Lord. But you have been faithful to do and show mercy where you have been called to show mercy. Because blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. The thing is, is that we get this idea that it's my money. It's my money. No, it isn't. It's his. You're a steward of it. And he wants it to go certain places. Now, maybe he say, I want you to go get them something to eat. Go do this, go do that. It could be a number of different things. But the fact is, is that it's not ours, and we oftentimes get offended and can, and can quickly stop being merciful and stop being patient and stop being loving, loving and stop forgiving willingly because we get in the way. Because all of a sudden, I'm offended at what you used my hard-earned money for. Or I'm offended the way you're treating me because I wouldn't treat you that way. So when we get in the way, then our mercy dissipates. Christ had a conversation with the Pharisees. And he had just called Matthew to be his disciple, the tax collector, which nobody likes. I'm not going to say nobody likes the tax man because... I don't want to offend anybody, but back then, nobody liked the tax collector because they stole. They stole money. So Matthew gets called as a disciple, and he comes in to be one of the 12 disciples, so much so that he's so overwhelmed with what God is doing with him and what Jesus is doing with him that, that Jesus comes to his house for dinner. Matthew chapter 9, verse 10, starting at verse 10. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him. And the disciples, and then the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. 
but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Here, Christ was quoting out of the book of Hosea. But I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You see, at this point in time, the Pharisees were about self, self-righteousness, pride, and they wanted to be seen. And then they wanted to share with others what they had done. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use our Monday meals as an example. I could go down to Monday meals and serve there at Monday meals and go out and tell all these different people of what I did on Monday night. Man, I served down there, and I, I helped those people who, who needed something to eat. What do you think about that? Pretty good, huh? You know, I, I, I cooked for, I, I don't know how many people. We must have had 65 on Monday night, and, and, and I was there, and, and I was able to, to serve and, and do all those things. And then, you know, you wouldn't believe how many dishes there were. And I got, I got to clean all those up and wash all those and put them all away and dry them and put them on the drying racks. And, and man, I just, I just really enjoyed that time. And you know what I could have been doing? Man, I could have been at home. You know, there were some people that was friends of ours that asked me to go out to dinner. But you know what? I didn't go. I, I went down to, to help and to serve. Portrayal of sacrifice. I have sacrificed my time. Mercy is being able to go and be there on Monday night to get to know people, to sit with them, to have a meal with them, to get to know their names, spend time with them, pray with them. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Jesus had dinner at Matthew's house to build relationship. The Pharisees want to have dinner for a reputation. Mercy is about showing God's love and his care and his compassion for them to have relationship with him. That's mercy. That's why we feed those who are hungry. We give clothes to those who are in need. We help as the Lord directs and as he guides. That's on the physical side of things. On the spiritual side, when you are wronged, forgive willingly. That's mercy. Be patient in circumstances and situations. Be loving. Learn to keep our mouths closed and let God defend us and not ourselves. But Gene, you don't understand. I, I've got to step up. There's a situation I'm dealing with. If I don't step up and say something, then I'm just going to get run over. 
sometimes God will speak through you in those situations. But don't speak out of your own heart. Let him handle these things. There is things in Scripture called divine reversals. Divine reversals. Things that happen only God could have done and it turned on a dime. I even mentioned something last week about suddenly and all of a sudden. Those things happen all throughout Scripture and they're called divine reversals. And it is proof that God takes a situation that is going as far south as it can go, as quickly as it can go, and all of a sudden it's turning and it has gone north in a matter of moments. The more we allow God to handle our situations and circumstances, the more we will see his hand at work. The more we will see his hand at work. And when those who are have offended you, see him at work for you, two things happen. One, they get a glimpse and a better understanding of who God is. And two, they're probably not going to mess with you again. You see, God takes care of his own. The Bible teaches that. God takes care of his own. And he is your defender. He is your shield. Right? He is, out of Isaiah, your rear guard. He protects you on all sides. So at points, by us not speaking and not engaging, we are allowing God to engage on our behalf. And we watch things happen. And through all of those things, as we show mercy to others, and we are full of mercy, then mercy is shown to us. Because there's times when we make mistakes, isn't it? Not intentionally. Sometimes it's just because it is truly a mistake. Sometimes something is said, or I might say something to someone else, and they took it completely wrong from what I said. And they have been offended by me. I need mercy at that moment and at that point for that relationship. I need mercy. And if I have been merciful to situations all along and to people all along, then what does the Bible promise me? Mercy. Mercy and showing mercy is about building relationships. It is not about building a reputation. Father, Lord God, we're thankful for this day. Father, we're thankful for your mercy. Father, because there are things that we deserve that you have not given us. Father, there are other things that you have just blessed us Father, we talk about mercy and being patient and being loving. And, oh, Lord, have you been patient and loving with us. And I thank you for it. Father, you forgive quickly and willingly. Father, may we show others your character of mercy. Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for this time together as a family. Father, we thank you for your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. If you will.